sometimes we just got to identify that right. I'm saying something to the audience <laughs> yes. and not to each other. That's all. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, no, everything's go good. A rabbit hole. Um, of the same shit. I'm trying to think of life stuff. I've got nothing new to add. I'm just excited about the computer. Fuck that 14-inch floor, Tom. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> you haven't you hit said it. it. You didn't hit it. I yet. was gonna. I I was pulling out sticks know, and then right. you put it away. I know. I know. And, I, know, I, know. And, I and you, also, you also said you also said fuck fuck this thing and you were putting it away. In my head, I was like, oh, he probably doesn't want me to hit it because it sounds like shit. Yeah, I hate that thing. You hate that it, thing. Something about okay, something about how a fourteen-inch floor tom, its depth and diameter. There's something about that the air hitting it you know into it the air can't travel like a 16 or an 18 it's so weird it's just like i don't know what it is just not enough surface area man something is something is up and i'll i'll like i mean granted i like my stuff tuned up but like that's because vista lights sound good when they're tuned up i was like tuning up wood drums and it's like uh on my tune bot things will be indicated by negative three and positive three. And then from there, it's just like individual values for each Tom uh, in relation to a note like C sharp. Right. Whatever. And that, and that plus is plus or minus is just a tolerance. Yeah. It's just like a, a general um, graph idea of like, um, so what I'll do is I'll select 12 inch, 13, 16, 18 and say, Hmm, you know, where on the graph do I want to be? I want to be cranked, so we'll go plus two. And then it will give me uh, tightening values, numbers, right. um, for each tom to be a specific note. So with those, not only because they're wood drums, something... Okay, check this out. I think this is interesting. Hit me with it. Vista lights, I can crank them to like plus two, plus three. That's where I like them. And that's like cranked. Right. Wood drums... On a wood drum, cranked is like zero or like negative one hmm. um, for whatever reason. And that 14-inch floor tom being cranked, I think it was at negative one on the scale. Uh, I forget the note, whatever. Anyway, hitting it, um, it's like the head, you know, doesn't feel like a snare, but it's around that kind of tightness. And hitting that 14-inch floor tom, that's what I mean, man, like that diameter, that just it's something about the way the air travels in it it just sounds like shit yeah dude, there's not enough surface area fuck that 14 dude fuck the 14 i'm never gonna play a 14 again it's gonna sit in the garage and rot i i know like jazz guys will play a 14 floor tom or or they'll do 14 16 18 mm. that's that uh if you if you want to be a three floor tom guy i that's a thing you know i really think that little kit that you were playing on a guitar center had a 14 inch kick dude that thing but that thing was bitch <laughs> that thing was awesome you still have the video of that yeah yeah okay yeah. good yeah it's a great video and i also love my playing in that video which funny enough i was actually considering about buying one i was like looking nope. at it yeah. yeah i was i was like i was looking you went at home and yeah i was, like, I was like what is that thing called you know and i was looking around and and uh they're cheap and I, i'm not gonna buy one but why would you yeah i have the second bass drum right, that's right. in there and it's like i already have i mean just looking at what i have downstairs like i already have technically two kits you have two full and kits. i sold the concert toms and i still right. have two drum sets and if you had the concert toms you could call it a third exactly if you really wanted to exactly uh, 
but yeah, that's that's my life. Cool. Other than having band practice today, kind of unproductive today. Uh, but it was a chill. It was a chill vibe. Uh, guitarist uh, wasn't there. He's in Idaho. So I get there and uh, his roommate's not there yet. So I had to like wait 15 minutes. So you but, guys were just chilling. Yeah. But it, well, I was sitting at the front door uh, sitting on a, uh, a throne. So nice. lucky I brought the throne. So I'm just sitting there doo, 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 waiting. <laughs> on the collapsible one downstairs? Yeah, his. Oh, it's his. Yeah, that thing that's, hurts your spine. That's right. Uh, yours does have the back piece. Yeah. You play with the back piece. Well, it's also, it's like a saddle design. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one in your room, right? Similar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, similar. Okay. I don't use that back piece anymore because I was watching a video on uh, ergonomic. I've been watching a lot of ergonomic type drumming related uh, stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, they were pretty much like, you know, backrest kind of a no go in terms of posture. Um, so I and I always liked the backrest, but I took it off because I wanted to specifically stop leaning on it or just just be better. You about want to posture. focus on posture, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and now I don't really notice it. Oh, that's good. And now I'm, I'm now I'm used to it. I don't even think about it. Mm. Well, I already told you what's going on in my life. Just fixing my car. Just just car shit. I mean, she's great. She's fine. But I need to put uh, control arms on it. Is it worth it? A hundred percent. Five, like four grand though? No, no, no. That was like with labor. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm okay, putting okay. all that shit in. Oh, okay, okay. I just wanted to know everything that was wrong. I finally, right. I've owned it for six years. I finally put it over 200,000. I was like, tell me what I should do. Uh, some preventative things and like what needs to be done. I got a quote of and a list of all that shit. And I was like, I'm not going to pay all that money for that. I'm w- capable of doing this shit. Yeah. Just as long as I know what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't have a fucking lift. Yeah. But I'm fortunate enough that has a friend that has works in a shop. So I can just take it there. We're going to fix it together. And it's going to save me thousands of dollars on labor. <laughs> yeah. True that. <laughs> I'll just buy parts. Yeah. Easy money. I mean, yeah, shit. Today I went to Toyota and bought a. Toyota. I bought a relay, fixed one of my problems just like that. And I had a, I had a hunch that that was the issue. I just didn't have the equipment to uh, bypass the relay to see if it was still working because it's, it's, it's AC related. So if my compressor wasn't working, I wouldn't know unless I had the right equipment. Anyway, my guess was it was a relay. I was right. And now we're here. I got a new relay. It works. So I wish I could have summer, AC. That'd be great. Well, you know, don't drive a 1990 Miata, <laughs> but also drive one because they kick ass. They came with AC. I just I, my, you didn't have the option. My owner just didn't want the fuck. He wanted the he, B package. He wanted the true sports car package. Fuck the air conditioning. That's extra weight. Between AC and automatic mirrors. I mean, that's a tough call. I, I think I, <laughs> if I had to, uh, I mean, if you had to, if you had to reach across the passenger seat to adjust that mirror, not okay. Don't let me tell you, I that mirror is kind of unusable. I mean, in the Miata, you just turn your head and you can I, see I, everything I just, in the blind spot. You're fine. My, I just turn my head, but it would be great for that to be usable because the only time I really get able to adjust it is because if I do it, like if I get outside the car and think, like, oh, I just need to move it an inch forward. To me, just a smidge, you know, just 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 move, just, just a little a bit, little bit, you know. A little bit. Uh, no matter what, it's never it's never where I want it. The only time I get to adjust that bitch is when you're in the passenger seat. 
and I can go, hey. <laughs> Move it this way. <laughs> Could you, yeah. Uh, up, uh, down. Uh, down three degrees? Know. Yep. Up three degrees? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this, automatic mirrors would be awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need AC them. would be great, too. I mean, no. You're driving a sports car. AC, <laughs> Dylan. But pop-ups. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to Snared. I'm Zed. This is Snared. I'm Dylan. Um, all right. You're going first. I'm going first. So b- back to what I was talking about at the very beginning. I wanted to tell you what I wanted to tell you downstairs mm. um, was I'm sure that I showed you one song by this band like when when uh, we were smoking in the garage or doing something in the garage and you were like, oh, I like this. And I don't, I'm pretty sure you didn't look them up after. So this is great. I'm going to play not that exact song, but a song by them. Um, and I hope you like this one just like you liked the other one because you right. did enjoy it. All right, here we go. This is a, uh, it also, I also picked this because um, I think the last time was uh, Elastica, right? Mm-hmm. So I listened to that album. I really like it. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. no shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my favorite, uh, hold on. I want to pull it up so I know that I'm getting the name right. But um, my favorite song on it is, um, I think it's Hold Me Now. Is Hold the one. Me Now. Yeah. Okay. You'll have to listen to it later if it's not in your brain. Is that the one that has like cross stick in it on the snare? I Maybe. Okay. I really like I, the fourth I don't re- song. I don't remember it super, super vividly right now. Yeah. But I, I remember the name. Yeah. Like yeah when yeah. I was listening to it, I was like, I, I reopened my phone. Right. And you're was like, like, I, like I, I, ma- I made note of yeah, the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the the fourth song. It's uh something about my car or something like oh, that. Oh, car song? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that one too. I almost picked that song. I would have, if you did, I would have been like, this is, I would have liked I, it I even felt more. like I had to pick the one before it, which is Connection. Yeah. It's I felt the most like popular I, one. Yeah. I felt like I had to pick that one. And, and I really do like it though. It was like that melody and just like, um, and I and I actually looked up the lyrics to it because I didn't know what the lyrics she was saying. Right. She's saying stupid. I didn't think she was saying stupid. I thought she was saying something else. Mm. I don't know. Just her accent, just like the vibe of it. Anyway, I just right. I couldn't get that fucking melody and that vibe and the and the grit and the attitude out you of my love, head. You love the attitude. I know. I love that that attitude vocalist sound. I you know I really at the end of the day I was talking to my band about this. I was like I like everything that's punk adjacent you know like nothing that i don't like most of it anyway has punk elements yeah and i got you you know even it's if it's harder it's harder than just your your rock yeah i got you yeah have you um listened to uh when the when the kite string pops by acid bath no not yet. you need to i know i know we talked about this already but i think you, i think you really need to i i honestly could give it a 10 at yeah, least at least a nine, no question. Yeah. I love it. Something I just thought of, uh, last podcast, uh, you and I both did did not do this, which was I didn't say the song name and you didn't say the song name. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, and this is what happens when we get <laughs> fucked up before a pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that that's the routine. Well, it was it was a good pod. It was we went in depth and, and we and we talked extensively about s- stuff, but we just never said like we said the band names, we but we never said, you know, what the songs were. I did the internet last time, right? Mm-hmm. I did say the song name. I listened to the pod. You did, I, I swear, swear to God, you didn't. I swear to God, I, you didn't though, because it's a weird title and it's a long one. It's like something, 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 part two. Um, 
I'm pretty sure I said the song. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, regardless, this time I will make sure to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You, you ready? Go? Yeah, let's go for it. All righty. Here we go. Going up isn't something you can recap in when you want it to. Not expecting this opening. Figured. I guess I'll. Unique voice. I really like her okay, voice. Cool. And she can hit high-end notes like a motherfucker. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's a reason why, and I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you later. Under the, table. the verse sections kind of remind me of like classic, like early 2000s. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like driving so, to school. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of the reasons I picked this band is because Elastica was uh, pretty much all chicks except the drummer. Right. This yeah. band is all women. Oh, okay, cool. And fun fact, just off rip, when this song um, was made, dude, they are kids. Like, the drummer is 10 right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. What year? Uh, Wait, what do you mean, what year? uh, So, this album album came out in 2022. Okay. But, like, one of the songs on the album, they made when, like, the drummer was 10. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. Yeah, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Or Tom beat for the bridge. Probably not a 14. <laughs> 14. <laughs> so when was the first record? Did they, this wh- is the, the only one, the 2022. Oh. They're super So new. they started practicing with each other when the drummer was 10. So yeah, 2001 or something like that. I'll go into the oh, little wow. bit of history. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Um, and like back to the whole Elastica thing, um, you said, you mentioned how their song structure was very just verse, chorus, verse, yeah. chorus. Yeah. The, this Same is deal. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a bridge. Yeah, yeah. So that is the song. It's uh, called... Growing Up by the Linda Lindas. Oh, I remember that name. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fun fact. Uh, all their names are Linda. I <laughs> <laughs> like the internet joke. Just uh, I yeah. know, but th- it's not <laughs> actually their names at all. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. But like, so like I said, they, they're dude. They're just kids. And I had no idea. Uh, the song I originally played for you was, uh, I think it's called O. Mm-hmm. And you really liked it, and I, I did too. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I just I had no idea that they were kids, and that's why they can sing yeah. high really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, like I said, they're, they're just kids. So you got uh, 
Bella Salazar, who's 19 now, uh, on guitar and vocals. They all sing, by the way. It's just a four-person band. Oh. Yeah, they all sing. The drummer sings? All of them. No, they all have, They'll sing different parts. It's great. Like, yeah. they're, they're, it's awesome, dude. They're just kids having fun. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you can hear it in the music. Like, that song reminds me of, and I'm not, I don't mean, like, structurally or anything. I mean, based, like, just strictly on feeling. Like, that's why I played Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Because it's yeah. just, like, a fun, like, fuck school type of song. Like, you're yeah, going to, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, not that's, uh, not um, growing up by uh, Linda Linda's, but the school's out song. Yeah. It's, and it just, when I think of that song, I think of just being a kid and growing up. And that's all that song is about. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just, all their songs are like really go happy, lucky like that. They're just, yeah. they're just being kids. Dude. I can imagine like walking back from, you know, like to my house after school, like listening to that. Right. Yeah. And just being a happy kid with no responsibilities and not a care in the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Bella, Salazar, Bella Salazar, 19, she's on guitar and vocals. Then you got Eloise Wong, who's 15, on bass. Um, Lucia de la Garza, she's 17, on guitar. And then uh, Mila de la Garza, she's 13, on drums. Those are their ages as of this year, like now. Two of them are sisters? Yes. Interesting. Uh, guitar, vocals, and drums. They're all, they're they're all three of them sisters? Just two people. Oh, okay, I see. Okay. And oh... They all do. They both, like I said, they all do vocals. Yeah. Mila and Lucia both do vocals. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. It's awesome. So that song um, is sung by uh, Lucia, so the mm. guitarist. Mm -hmm. But they have a bunch of different songs. Like one of their songs, the song that really blew them up actually is called uh, "Racist Sexist Boy," and <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to it, it's awesome. the The bassist sings it. Uh, so Eloise. Um, they, that's the song that they released when the drummer was 10, when Mila was 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So all of their ages, but minus three. That came out in 2021, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Oh, we're so old. <laughs> <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine? Like she, like Mila, yeah. Mila, the drummer, is born in 2010. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine making music at that age? And so... It's you mentioned that, and I'll tell you how how that whole thing came to be. And I'm just gonna read Wiki verbatim here, just because it's much easier than putting it in my notes. Roger that. So in January 2018, Eloise Wong's father, Martin Wong, was contacted by an acquaintance asking if she would be interested in playing alongside Kristen Control and a bunch of inexperienced kids in quotes for a performance at a music festival called Girl School LA. Um, after seeing pictures and videos of her singing, singing at Save Music in Chinatown, Martin then suggested to Lucia and Mila de la Garza, the daughters, uh, the guitarist and the drummer, um, to daughters of his sister, which is crazy. So this, those are from his, they were in the family. Okay. That's how they know each other, yeah. essentially. And then, um, they, they often sang and danced and performed together already. So a guy named Carlos who owned a backyard studio took... <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Just took up the position of a second coach. So after Control recruited more children through social media and the first round of rehearsals were held, Angeline and Martin's wife, Wendy, I believe that's pronounced Law, uh, reached out to the girls' family friend, Bella Salazar, who was taking guitar lessons at the time thinking they needed someone that could play just another instrument, you know? Yeah. And 
Um, originally, it was intended to be a one-off project, but it uh, grew into what we know now as the Linda Lindas. Oh my God! Yep, you're basically just seeing like you know, like the movie School of Rock, right? It's just that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's how that whole thing happened, and then. In 2021, like I was talking about, they released Racist, Sexist Boy. Uh, <laughs> what's crazy is uh, LA Public Library, so just the public library of Los Angeles, Okay. Um, released a video of them performing that song live inside the library. That shit blew up. What the fuck? Yeah, so it blew up. I want to play in a library. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it um, that song reached a bunch of people, got plenty of views. Yeah. And uh, uh, so apparently it got praise from every, like, so from Tom Morello from Rage. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Uh, you'll love this one because you're listening to their, to their whole discography right now. Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you know Kid Cudi, even like Kid Cudi, yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. so many fucking people were like, yeah, the Linda Linda's kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true they're That's awesome insane. like I, i've listened yeah. to this album like two probably two or three times yeah and i it's great it's just a like i said a happy feel good go lucky like when you're in that type of mood just yeah put on the linda lindas man yeah it's just some kids having fun yeah take you back to when nothing fucking mattered yeah they're like you're, they're basically like teen idols it's it's awesome um and so get this. So you know Epitaph Records mm-hmm. by chance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they signed them in May 2021, and okay. by July of that year, they were on Jimmy Kimmel. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Right. Oh so, my god. Yeah. <laughs> Such a loser. Why aren't I on Jimmy Kimmel? I'm jealous of these 12 year old girls, dude. <laughs> oh. With all due respect. Fuck the way. <laughs> straight up. What am up. I doing with my life? Dude, we're making a podcast about that. That's what you're doing. That it's, these roles should be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, shit. Well, yeah, man, that's my pick. Uh the Linda Linda's growing up. Uh what do you what do you rate that snare? I one hundred percent did not pick this song because of the snare. Yeah. Uh I'll go with the six. I think it yeah. I, I think it um it just it you know, we've already explained this, but it's just like five. Like it's just it down the its middle. Job. It does its job. It's not bad. I like it more than just a job. Yeah, that's how I view it. I gave it. I was gonna give it a six too. Um, I I think across the board, I think the mix. Um, I, I yeah, it just kind of does its job. I I I something I really really liked was the sound of her vocals. I don't know, you know, how much of that is like. Um, you know, a room sound or something like that. I just really liked um, the way her vocals were mixed. I um, I think there's something about the mix. I think it was the the sister's dad. I think he did that. He might have done that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing a quick a quick scan here because I swore I saw something about that. Um, but you know, but maybe yeah. not. This makes me think of um, uh, something I've been thinking about. Uh, and this was some emotions I had felt when I was um, delving into Elastica and all those feelings. Mm. Oh, that reminds me. I'm so glad I said that. I'm going to go on a tangent now. Great. Okay, Here yes. we go. Classic, classic um, conversation between okay, you and me. So 
So there is a huge topic that I do want to discuss, but before I forget, I specifically told myself that I wanted this to be the opening of this podcast. So I'm glad that I'm remembering right (laughs) now. Great. So it's going to be the body. Okay. So real quick, we um, will come back to the Linda Lindas, but I just want to go on a quick tangent as we do. So um, we, you and I have been talking about um, probably getting some local scene people onto the podcast or doing interviews just with uh, mixers, musicians with around friends. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, <laughs> um, so, okay, so the, the lead singer of Elastica, her name is um, Justine. Okay. okay. And I contacted Justine's PR team. <laughs> to no, come, no fucking way. To come on the podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and I want to read you the email exchange. Oh my okay. All right. Okay. This should be great. I'm they replied <laughs> yes. multiple times. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and I want to read out the email. Okay, let's hear uh, it. the email chain. It's just a couple. Uh, <laughs> I just want to also say that I sent this at like 5.30 a.m. Right Actually, before I, you were going to I sleep. I can tell you exactly where I sent it. Uh, yeah, uh, February 6th at like in the a.m. And her PR team is still from London, even if she lives in the U.S. Right. So they got back to me immediately. Right. Because uh, they're daytime. They were mm-hmm. awake. So, I, okay, here we go. Um, I might need to paraphrase. I'm going to kind of run through this a little bit quickly. So it goes, hello, I'm Zed Pratt, a young, quotations, 27-year-old filmmaker, writer, (laughs) editor, producer, and drummer. I'm ashamed to say that I recently discovered Alaska's music, and what I found very enduring was the context surrounding the scene at the time. It reinforced... It reinforced the feelings I have for the time period and the pitfalls surrounding it. I'm aware that Miss... And I I don't know how to pronounce her last name correctly. Freshman... F R I S C H M A N N. Freshman? Freshman? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I feel embarrassed. I should have looked that up. But anyway, uh, I'm aware that Miss Freshman nowadays has probably no interest in speaking about Elastica, but if Miss Freshman would consider coming on to my music podcast, I would like to talk to her about her art, what inspires her, what music she's listening to, and if she's open to it, I'd love to hear. Um, I'd love to for her to paint a picture about the music industry, what it's what was it was like in those days, good or bad. I think her experience is important for any young artist, and speaking for myself, I view that music period with rose-colored glasses, so it would be more wonderful to get a first-hand account of a band who made it, endured its difficulties, and walked away peacefully. Right. Uh, I want to express right up front that there is no intention for any gotcha questions, no bullshit, and if there are certain topics she wishes for uh, me to not ask about, I will respect her privacy. The format would be an audio-only internet-recorded interview about an hour plus in length, and the format is of an easygoing, loose conversation. My freshly created podcast, Snared, is a music podcast where my co-host and I share music to each other blindly as we discuss the details that are meaningful to us about those songs, whether it be the mix, the, the context of the scene at the time, how much we love the guitar tone, etc. And at the end, we cheekily rate the snare drum out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Miss Freshman wishes to play a song on the show that is meaningful to her in any sh- way, shape, or form, and would like to rate the snare drum good or bad, I'd love for her to contribute to the format if she wishes. That's awesome. Thank you for co- your consideration. With love and respect, Zed. That is the most like business. Just you said that with business. I did, but it's also got me in it. 
you know what I mean? I try to I try to do business, but also easygoing. It's kind of hard to strike a balance sometimes. You constructed that very well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So this is the reply. You you fluffed <laughs> that up perfectly. I did. Uh, yeah, I had to really uh, make us sound good. <laughs> yeah, you did. You you. Yeah. It sounded great. Yeah. Excellent job. Yeah. Uh, so the reply is his uh, Charlie is her person at PR. He goes, "Hi Zed." Many thanks for the mail. So London, thank you. Uh, many thanks for so the mail. So London. <laughs> <laughs> many thanks uh, for the mail, and I'm glad you are liking Elastica. Justine isn't doing any interviews currently. She tends to not do music uh, facing stuff these days. But best of luck with your other podcast episodes. All the best, Charlie. Okay, this is my response. Thank you for your response. Of course, a devastating answer. If by chance her heart would be moved by a longingly pretty please, I ask that you consider forwarding my request. (laughs) Uh, Your response has a strong finality. I hope that you recognize my humor and possibly indulge in my persuasion tactics. (laughs) If not, I hope you smile at the very least. Zed. He says, smiling. (laughs) I go one more time. (laughs) What if I offered Park Place and a railroad along with $200 for passing go? Okay, I'm done. Have a good day. Please keep in touch if anything changes. And he says, of course. That was awesome. I, the last that would have been a great opening. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just love the. I for me, I just love the part that you know, like if you want, you know, to interview someone, like you offer the money, and I offered her Park Place, a railroad, and, and two hundred dollars for passing. Uh, go. That's two hundred more dollars than she had before. Yeah, you understand that's like a monopoly joke, right? I'm well aware of the joke. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ! He goes, of course. Who do you think point. I am? I was thinking, like after I wrote that part, I was like, there's no way. They're gonna reply back. To I mean, that it's because it's a silly, and, it's a yeah, silly yeah. ass joke. Yeah, I, I just thought maybe at that point I'm like I'm pissing the, this person off, you know. <laughs> and then the and then Charlie writes, of course, exclamation point. So I thought that was cute. Um, I just it was that weird feeling where when I got the email saying, yeah, the fact but, that you got an email response at all is really incredible, qu- really quickly too. That's awesome, really quickly. And uh, and I oh, and I wanted to say this, which is. You know when you hear about a musician that goes into like another form of art, yeah, and it might yep, not be, of and it, you know, it might not be for you or you know, like whatever. Artist turn actor, yeah, or something like that. You know, it, it's just like sometimes you're just like, okay, that's cool, but you don't really care. It's like if right. Tom York got into like breakfast cereal, you're like, okay, great, Tom, that's nice. nice. You're getting extra money. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Glad. Um, I was looking at her art and. I really want. I mean, they're. I'm sure they're very expensive. But you want. You want a piece. I want a piece. Um, mm. What she does is she takes. Um, the best way I could describe it would be, uh, they're like plates of aluminum that are like in vertical columns. So like four vertical columns, and it's like aluminum or it's like metal where it's reflective, and then she paints on it. Oh, cool! And they look really beautiful, and it was just—it was just really cool to see like what she's doing now because she has really no interest in music. Right. She's just doing all her art stuff, and I just think that's cool. Um, that I actually like like her stuff. You know, like yeah. I, I was I'm, I was happy that like I saw her stuff and went oh like oh my god wow like not only do I really love her for the music and all that stuff like I love her art too so right. it's just like it was a good feeling but anyway all this to say um I just want to bring up something that I had felt recently like looking up Alaska and something I think is like really connecting to um the Linda's here is that uh times 3 <laughs> Linda's times 3 right uh is that I was 
like watching Justine, you know, she's like 17. At the time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. Yes. And, and it's just this feeling like music is a young person's game. And it very well can, it, it very much can be. And you can also blow up at 40. But can you though? Yes. Do people do that? Yes. It's maybe not, maybe not be as common. Yeah. But like Action Bronson started gaining traction. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a rapper. I do, of course. Uh, much later in his life, like after his 30s. Yeah. Okay. And then, I, and then he started doing the whole cooking thing. Yeah. Fuck, that's delicious, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And now, and now he's an icon. Also, fucking fantastic rapper. Dude's got bars. Yeah. For real. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear about people like getting how old he is. attention like when they're in their 20s or when they're in their 30s. But I just having this feeling like, you know, I'm watching like all this, you know, footage of them being young and like doing these concerts. And for Justine, you know, she did the whole like she was like dating the guy from Blur. You know, like she went through the whole like tabloid thing. It sucked. It was terrible. And then she like just stopped, you know, uh, doing music. And, uh, you know, that was like the part of my email where I was like, um, you know, the fact that you like you went through that experience, right. uh, you did your best and then, you know, you went out peacefully. Um, it just makes me th- I was just having this moment to myself where I was just like, man, I'm 27 trying to get like a band together and all that. Um, just like these regrets of, man, I should have done this when I was younger. And also it would have been, you know, I have fantasies of like doing it like in the 90s. But right. but the fact that it, I think that shit is kind of rose colored glasses even if i like the music of that time and just like the vibe of that decade me too i would have to say i very much view that with rose covered glasses yeah just 90s in general but the deal is is like she got lucky and these and these linda lindas it's like yes it's like it's luck but it's so much easier now even if it doesn't appear to be that way i know so very much luck plays a huge role in it whether they're great or not because that's subjective anyone will say this is great or this is this just sucks but yeah luck always plays a role just don't give up and so I, i was i was kind of wrong on when action bronson blew up as far as his age I'd say he started gaining a lot of traction probably like 2013. Um, so, te- like, we'll 30s? just say, yeah, like so he, he was 30. 30s? He was 30. Okay. He's yeah. 40 now, but that still just goes to show that, hey, it can happen later too. And this is just one example. I'm sure there are plenty more. And hey, man, you might get lucky. Maybe you'll post a video and, you know, the LA Public Library will post it and then boom, you're famous. <laughs> The fucking library. I know. Those all fucking things. Like, like they're next to like Scholastic. And right. And so <laughs> they're the, no, no, no. they're like they're like performing like at the book fair. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. We get to go. So we got twenty dollars. Yeah. Maybe forty at the yeah. most. If mom, your if your mom, mom and dad are the, rich as fuck. Mom, this the the fair mom the book I need fair. the posters yeah, yeah. I need to get the book. you would never buy a book you would just no get, no like, no I get erasers oh dude and, like posters oh and, man when I was so young probably it was probably like. Oh, fucking A. 2004, I bought um, an, a RuneScape like booklet because I fucking loved RuneScape back in the day. Uh-huh. Game still kicks ass. I don't play it anymore. But the yeah. like the original RuneScape from like RS2, if anyone knows what RuneScape is, RS2, totally awesome. I bought I bought that from the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> Did you really? Fuck yeah. And um, I don't have the posters anymore. I might have them just like 
in storage or yeah. like in the closet. But I had like, I had a picture of a fucking Lam- Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Just oh, all, that's all the, badass. Yeah, just yeah, all the yeah. classic shit that you'd get from the book fair. Yeah. When I think book fair. That, that Green Day poster I have. Uh-huh. Book fair. Book fair. From like yeah. 2000 fucking yeah. one or th- two or three, four, whatever. Yeah. Real quick, I got to say the story because it's just coming to me. When I... um. When I was at the elementary school before Lennox, um, we got, I think it was like fourth, maybe fifth grade. Um, I'm just thinking about this because it's in the library, school yeah. fair, all that stuff. Yep, yep. But in the library, we got all of those uh, colored Apple computers. I forget what year that oh, is. Oh, so I had one of those as a kid. Okay. The all-in all ones. The what? The all-in ones. So the monitor and the computer itself were all in a yes. thing. That, yes. All-in yes. ones. But yeah. they were all different colors. Yep. I had and a the blue teachers one. got the white one. Yep, I had a blue one. Anyway, so um, I remember like uh, doing that shit with like Cyric in the library right. and like doing like the the paint program. Fuck we, yeah. we barely fucking use those things. Of um, course. But I then... <laughs> it was so new back then. I know. It was so cool. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Awesome. And then I moved to Lennox. I know. And we had like Microsoft PCs, like the black ones. Yep. And my immediate thought was the, like... The classic Dylan, towers. My immediate Dell thought towers. was... Oh, like my family moved to like a lower budget school. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah. was my first yes, thought. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I went from Beaverton to Hillsborough and like my first thought was, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we didn't have? We didn't have those. Um, you remember um, like um, the conjoined teachers we had and, and they had that. Yeah, fifth and sixth grade yeah, we were ha- connected. The, yeah, they had like the pen board thing oh actually no no not fifth and sixth grade uh both the sixth grade classes were connected and by, via a uh i only went there for six i know so yeah, it's yeah. only the sixth grade classroom yeah um and it was uh connectable yeah, via conjoined. wall yeah but i'm just talking about remember they had like the computer thing for the wall they had like the pen yeah and that was like breaking i know like brand like new technology mind shattering technology I know. I know you could you could fucking I bet put you this fake pen yeah. on a whiteboard and it would write. It was no amazing. fucking way. It was amazing. I wonder via projector. I would love to try it now and see like what the delay is on it. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And it, it would have it would have yeah. problems sometimes. It just like wouldn't yeah. work. And they still had yeah. the whiteboard, the huge whiteboard behind it, just in case. I was when it eventually fucking not work for whatever reason. I wanted to be a good student so badly. I remember, um, I. Re- they would do like he would take like videos of like math problems he would do using that technology and yeah. i'd be like at home like watching the videos and i'm like i still don't get it <laughs> <laughs> you hate, it's because you fucking hate math i fucking hate math uh okay and in yeah a, a huge life-altering experience happened when you were in sixth grade so <laughs> yeah all right so i'm ready for my song are you ready i think i'm ready No fucking way. <laughs> Wish I could say it breaks my heart Like you did in the beginning It's not that we grew apart A nightingale no longer singing It's something I Right here. Every 
Did you think I was going to pick those? No. I, yeah. And I already know this song, and it's yeah. just because of hip hop. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But awesome pick. Yeah. Song has a fucking flute solo. <laughs> this, this one, motherfucker. You goddamn right. <laughs> the the lyrics in this, like, uh, my favorite lyric is, uh, "It's coming up here. I'll, I'll turn up when it gets there." But um, yeah, I, I love Amy, and and this is yeah. I, there's a bunch of songs I could have picked from her, but you know, this one specifically, even if it's like not a single or you know, like not her most popular, I think this one is my favorite. Right. favorite lyric right here. I always perceive that lyric as sexual. Um, I mean, the song is called In My Bed, so there's a lot of meaning behind it, but I've always perceived that as sexual. Mm. Um, I think she's saying in that line, uh, the only time I hold your hand is like when you're going down on me and I'm like trying to get the angle, right? <laughs> uh, that's how I pr I've always perceived it. I, I think that's like the epitome of, of power, like mm. for from the female perspective and, and female artistry, music, like, oh my God, that's a fucking powerful. And she's always got, the, this song has got a lot of this, it's got a little, at, you know, it's a lot of attitude in this song. You were doing the little finger wag. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so much attitude. The brass in the back. I know, dude. Oh my god. It's pretty much instrumental from there. Yep. Uh, what would you rate the snare already? Um, that's so hard. I'll give it a seven. I love the sound. It's mm -hmm. great, but it's just so fucking quiet. I know. It's so quiet. But I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of layers to this song. Yeah, flute solo. Now we're gonna have a sax. I know, right? Oh my god. Gotta, I fucking love me a saxophone. And then she's gonna do the scat shit right here. So cool. All right, for the people who don't know Zed, who is that? That is Amy Winehouse, and the song is In My Bed. Good job. Um, yeah, I know a lot about Amy. Um, I learned a lot about her from the her documentary. I think it's just called Amy. Have you ever watched that one? No, but I should. That's a strong recommendation. I, I would strongly recommend that one uh, to anyone. Uh, definitely you. Um, obviously, Amy Winehouse...
you know, she had her her drug shit. Um, you know, she could only do. Um, uh, she did two records, huge big records. Uh, one quick story that I want to say about uh this, uh, I think it was actually her second album. This happened, so uh, just to say that this song is on off her first record, and I'll I'll go into details about that. But I just wanted to say that. Her second record, you know, with more of the hits um, and this one as well. But uh, on my dad's side of the family, when I was younger, my dad was alive then. Um, we went to uh, uh, dad's side of the family. Uh, there was a they were getting married and they had like a marriage kind of party. Yeah, I think they were already married at that point. Then they were having a party or or before, you know, whatever. Anyway, just like a marriage uh, party. And Amy Winehouse was on and I would not. Like I have never danced more in oh, my yeah. life. That's what you remember, huh? Then, then I I heard Amy, and it was just like you know I've I've explained to you like like my Bjork moment of like being in Jensen's class and like hearing Bjork and you know all that. Like yep. it was a similar thing where I heard Amy Winehouse, and I was just like, you were taken away. I was taken, and her and voice I, and is I, unbelievable. Yeah, and style, all the instruments. Um, just everything about her is just attitude, attitude, um, everything about her and her lyricism and just the music itself just and the instruments, raw she chooses, emotion, raw and, and emotion. You can, and you can hear it through every instrument, even though, even not even just her voice. Yeah. Everyone is playing beautifully. 1000%. And yeah, I was just, I could, I just danced. I danced so, the so, entire night. And I, I, I think there was a part where I was like. Because they had like a mix. They had like a mix going. Yeah, they were just... Yeah, it's 2003. They made a fucking a mix yeah. CD. And and I I was dancing so much to her and I liked her so much that they just put her record in. Awesome. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great pick. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, I don't, You know, I got to say something. Yeah, what do you so got? So for me, that just... Uh, that female voice that just like took me away when I first heard it, easily Sade. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and yeah. I could say the same thing about all the people in her band. Just so much raw emotion. It's great. Yeah. I fucking I love watching like I the can music listen videos. to I can listen to her album Love over and over again and never get annoyed. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I like, fucking love Sean. I like watching the music videos with the band because like she's hot and then all the other <laughs> band members are just kinda like <laughs> they're just, doing their thing. They're just dudes. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're playing them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got you. Um okay, so uh this song is off her first record. Um, and I also like that I picked her first record because there's a, obviously a lot of great hits and a lot of great songs off her first record, but it has, um, you know, like this time period, she doesn't have tattoos yet. She doesn't have the hair yet. Right. She's a young person that, um, so she's like a member in the national youth, uh, jazz orchestra. Um, she's just like doing bar gigs, you know, like she's just like hanging out with, um, uh, people her age and older, um, I think she was like 16, 17 and just the classic thing of like, um, being noticed, you know, um, uh, just yeah. in, within that scene and like, you know, playing and then word the got around, word got around, um, you know, a bunch of people wanted to sign her, you know, it was, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, just the classic thing of wanting to be seen. Uh, she ended up working with producer Salam Remy, uh, for this record, uh, uh, the her first record's called Frank. It was released in two thousand three. Yep. Nice, Dylan. I didn't even know that. Yep. Uh, you hit that right on the nail. Um. Uh, apart from two covers, um, it it was pretty much all co-written or written by uh Miss Winehouse. 
uh, yeah, critical success for her in the UK. Uh, you know, very much nominated, stronger than me. Uh, you know, won her awards for best contemporary song. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than just someone that was young, got noticed, worked with um, uh, just a, a good producer, got her set up, did all these songs. So there is a fun fact about this song. I can't confirm this. All right. I got this from the documentary, but it's kind of me doing a best guess. Okay. So um, let me ask you this. Well, I'll just, I'll just say it. I don't have to ask it. I'll just, I'll just say it. So this song compared to all her other songs, like on this record, it's definitely more sampled. Like there's a yeah. more of a sampled vibe yeah, to this one compared to her other work on this record, even mm-hmm. stuff off of Back to Black. Um, I remember in the Amy documentary, she was talking about uh, her first album, Frank, and how she wanted to have you know all live or all real instruments, and that she got persuaded or slight you know manipulated or just you know the the wind went where the wind went and. Uh, she didn't push on it and that there was some sampling instrumentation. Right. And that she was very disappointed in one song that was heavily sampled and um, she regretted doing that. She never says the song, though. Yeah, and I mean, I, it's probably this one. And I think it's this one. Um, I mean, it's a classic sample. Yes. Um, and I and I love it. It's fantastic. And I was watching the music video uh, the I other was night. Not expecting this pick. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I, I was watching the music video the other night, and she doesn't have. She's not all tatted up yet. She's like young mm-hmm. and and just you know. Obviously, Amy's just absolutely gorgeous, and she's like walking around in, in a hotel. That's pretty much the entire music video. Right. She's just a bombshell. She's just awesome. It's before before she got fucked up. I know. I I feel so sorry for her. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a hot take. You know, a lot of people blame the boyfriend because obviously the boyfriend was the one who was, uh, you know, doing the drugs and definitely like, you know, manipulated. Yeah, definitely influenced her into doing drugs. Um, But I think the main contributing factor was her father, you know, and that's why you have classic lyrics like my, uh, you know, rehab lyrics. And she Mm -hmm. mentions her father and it's like, uh, he doesn't think I have to go, you know, stuff like that. Right. Her father was, um, I think. Her, she didn't have a good relationship with her dad, and then her dad kind of came back into her life when she got money. When she got money, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, there's a part of the Amy documentary where she like you know gets away from everything, and and I, they went to like Costa Rica or some shit, and she wasn't doing drugs, and she was like looking healthier, and but like the father wanted like behind the scenes footage and she just wanted to relax you she know? just wanted to be a fucking human she being. just wanted to be a human being and not be on fucking drugs and just like hang out she was drinking and stuff but just like it was just not what was going on beforehand let me live my life yeah and um and then pretty soon thereafter she went back to the uk yeah and i think yeah pretty soon i remember part of the amy doc where she was talking to somebody about what she wanted to do for her third record. And then that was around the time where she died. Mm. So yeah, obviously very, very sad. Um, but I think if there's anything that, yeah, I think if there's any connective tissue to any of the stuff that we've talked about today, it's just the whole thing of like being young, being noticed, given a shot and just 
and nailing it. Yeah. Hard work, uh, word of mouth. Yeah. A little bit of luck. Yeah, a lot, a lot of luck. And it feels like sometimes. Boom. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And there's also times where there's not a lot of luck, and you just there's just fucking raw talent. Yeah. Um. And Amy's just like, oh my god. We love Amy. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, the snare. Um. I mean, you chose a sample. I know. I'm gonna go with a four. Really? Like it does its job, but I think it could do its job even better. Well, if it was like louder in the mix, I don't know. Just uh, it just needs. I don't know. It just I love needs, it. It needs something. I, I I'll I, give it a seven or an eight just because of the sand. Like in yeah, um, because it sounds more like bongoy. Like there's like less snare if I know yeah, emphasis yeah. on on the drums generally in this mix because there's a lot of sound different kinds there's of sounds lots, going there's on. There's lots going on. Uh, I think it does its job. I just think it could do its job better. Mm. Um, but I, uh, other than that, I mean, all of Amy Winehouse's stuff, it's got a, it's got a, uh, crunchiness to it. I will say that, uh, I'll put on her, that record back to black whenever I'm like testing out speakers or texting, uh, uh, testing out EQ. You like the mix that much? Yeah. Huh? I'll, I'll put on, um, they try to make me go to rehab cause it's got good bass on it. It's got good high end, like like clacky kind of ness to it. Mm. Her vocals are present and strong. That's a good song I find to, uh, to do just like testing out speakers on. I never thought about, do I have like a go-to album for that? Yeah. Do you got like a go-to song you like hmm. test like speaker stuff on? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I'd say it has to do with what I'm just listening to at the time, like what I have in my rotation. Yeah. A hundred percent. I wouldn't say I go to one particular thing. I guess I would strive to go for something that sounds great in all frequency ranges. Yeah. Just like you were saying there. Yeah. And it has um, many different things going on. It's not just some simple shit, you know? Yeah. I can't really give you an example right now. Yeah. I think. And Back to Black tends to be a little crunchy sounding. I don't know how to explain it. Hmm. The word I would use is crunchy. It's got kind of a harshness to it that can be uh, definitely present. Um, yeah. I said four. You said seven? Yeah, I'll say a seven. I, it's mostly just because I fucking love that sample. It's a great sample. Um. Yeah, that's that's really it, man. We love you, Amy. Yeah. Linda, Linda's kick ass. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, women, women rock, dude. <laughs> they they rock. I mean, they suck when they don't want to come on to my fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still blown away that you got a reply. I know. I think it's so. I, it would have cool. been cool if I got a reply from her. I but, you know. regardless. Yeah. The PR team still came back. Like that's cool. I know, and I just thought that was so funny. I just I had to read that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Great I wa- read. I wanted to uh, read it to you live. Great read. All right. Uh, thanks for uh, checking out the show, folks. Um, rate us five stars. Write a review. Tell your buddies. Uh, yeah, that's it from that's it from me. Got anything else to add, Dylan? Thanks for listening, guys. That's all I got. All right.